Welcome to the Cross Screen and In Between podcast, brought to you by Evoquip. Hello and welcome back to the third instalment of the Crush Screen and In Between podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Andrew. Hello, I'm Declan. Um, and today we're going to discuss uh, so the hot topic for today's podcast, I suppose, is Bauma. Um, we were all lucky enough to go to Bauma. It was my first ever trip out um, to the show and I was highly impressed with it. Yeah, it was, it was really good. I know we got a few... We got a few wet days we at the start of the week and the weather maybe wasn't that great Monday and maybe Wednesday, but really good show apart from that. Yeah, I spent a good chunk of the Monday hiding under a conveyor from the rain, um, but eventually managed to make a mad dash for it inside and got to see a fair bit of the, the show from the inside anyway um, before flying home on Tuesday, but it was, it was really good, very impressive, massive. Yeah, Massive. I Massive. couldn't get over the, the site. And yeah. it, people told me how big it is and mm. how big certain uh, brands stands are, but I, I couldn't get over it. It was yeah. it was crazy. Like was I don't know if that was well. was that just because after COVID and the, uh, the first real big yeah. Bama or what or is it always like that? Um, yeah. But yeah, I think even like the, the labour stand, I think was was bigger than the village I grew up in and their own. Somebody told me there was like two thousand staff on the labour stand. Would that be right? Probably, I remember hearing loads of different over the week maybe like, t- yeah the lever stand is like the talk of the show a lot of the time to be fair and there's a lot of facts and figures that ground and a lot of them sound unbelievable but <laughs> I'm sure they could they could very well be true um, but it's very impressive yeah very impressive yeah no I think I looked out on the weather when I was there went out on the Wednesday and home on the Friday so um, no I loved it it was great Um I was like a lost puppy walking around. It. Uh, you didn't know what the lot was that much. Even on the Levers on alone, and we're talking yeah. about Levers, but on the Levers on, you didn't know where to look. Yeah, there was that yeah. much stuff. It, it was crazy. And you, could, you couldn't cover it all. Like I think we, I was there for three full days and maybe saw 25% of it. Uh, uh, you'd have to be there with no meetings. You'd have to be there for the week just to cover every... Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't see everything you wanted. Yeah. Um, ourselves our own stand well we were with Morshin our dealer in Germany they, they put up a great stand and they had a Colt 800 mm-hmm. uh, on stand along with their Weisberg uh, and an SBM Impactor Remax 300 so yeah um, the Colt looked really good 800 looked really good yeah yeah, um, the stand was great uh, the stand never stopped yeah so busy yeah. they were flat out um, so it was great Um what else? Well, who else from a Tarex point of view? I suppose Power Screen were there with their, with their German dealers, Colts and Christoffel. Um, Only a stone throw away from us. Yeah, right beside us. Yeah. They, yeah, they had they had they had two old master impactors too. Was it an RM seventy, RM one twenty as well? So yeah, on stand. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and a portafil too. Yeah, portafil scalper. Yeah, a portafil scalper was it MR five X the the new electric. Scalper, portable scalper. Power screen, what did Power screen have in that stand? Power screen had the Chieftain 700 X on the Premier Track 330. Um, so that's what I was hiding under for the Monday when it was from the They also had a couple of Telestack um, conveyors in the stand, so it was fairly. Big well, stand. stand. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it all looked, all looked well. so. Very good. And then Tax Weishin, they were also there. Um, Tax Weishin actually had a. Um, Demo, 
about five minutes away from the actual main bioma. Um, it was a, it's a customer of theirs. I think their plant's been in there from 2018 and Ag Y60 in a C&D application. So I think it's producing four grades of aggregates and, and one grade of sand. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell us what actually is an Agwash 60 for those that don't know? I, I suppose I'll, I'll caveat this that my washing knowledge maybe <laughs> wouldn't be that good but um, my, my understanding is an Agwash, an Agwash 60 is a is a modular static plant that I suppose combines a number of processes into one plant so I think it has a, it has a pre-screen, a log washer, um, a, a sizing screen and then a cyclone so largely number a number of processes combined to, to one static plant yeah and so i suppose it's all about making clean sand really isn't yeah it? yeah ex- ex- exactly yeah. Uh, i suppose from, from a marketing perspective what would be your thoughts Declan, on, on, the, on washing being able to have a, a demo site so close to Bauma? yeah well for me i think like having that site having a working site for a wash plant is like right beside a show like Bauma is uh, like it's like a gold, it's a gold mine really because obviously with washing you need water so for them to have a working demo of a machine in Bauma showgrounds it's just not feasible so for to have it within a five minute ten minute walk of the show is um, just so invaluable for for, yeah. for Terex wash systems and uh, the other side of that is obviously with the five minute walk the people that you get the, to the stand are you know they're invested in being there um, yeah so yeah. the people that you're talking to they're serious the effort into coming yeah exactly out they're out of their way to, to go to yeah, yeah exactly um and like even i think there was a few different other brands on the, I, I never actually made it to it but there was a few other different brands uh on that site as well so you had a, you had a different um a different range of customer coming there uh, mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. over to the site but um by all accounts the washing guys they were delighted with um with the show itself so um i think they're they're really happy with that, and they've done that a few times, and I'm, I'm sure they'll do it at the next moment as well. Um, all being well, yeah, why not? Why would you yeah, not? Like exactly. you said, gold mine. Why wouldn't you avail of it? Just make use of it. See, you know, it's just being able to see a wash plant specifically up close yeah. and working, seeing exactly what it's doing and what it's producing. You know, you can you can feel the sand that's coming out of it. Um, you know, in the, in the stockpiles. So it's uh, it's a, it's really um, valuable for them to to be able to do that. At a, at a massive show like that. Yeah, I suppose we, we know you know what at a hill head you have, you have the working demos and mm-hmm. it's relatively easy to get a screen and a crusher working in the show, but at a wash plants, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot harder obviously to, to mm-hmm. get a demo. Yeah, and they're always like even if you do have a working machine um, at a show, it's brand spanking new, it's out of the factory. Exactly. Whereas yeah. this one, it's an existing customer, it's working every day from what it's five years ago, whatever five year old plant. So you know that's invaluable there. That the you know the customers actually get to see what it's going to look like five years down the line. Mm-hmm. You know it's it's proven and tested. So yeah, and yeah. you and it's both with the customer you with the customer being there, you're getting real world feedback from the customer, and mm-hmm. you know it is what it says that ten exactly yeah. 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 I suppose what what else by my ways crushing um, screening. I suppose what did you see? Yeah, really good turnout. I know probably we were crushing screening heavy about what we looked at. Cause, of course, you know behind us, crush screening in between. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so um, maybe we, we we focused on that. But Rubble Master had it. They had they were obviously on the Cold Christoffel stand and had two plants there. But they had their own stand. They had a. RM100 impactor on it and a, the new H, H50X scalper. Yeah. Um, it's a 1394 screen box, so it's a pretty similar size to our Colt 1000. Yep. Um, a, a bit heavier. 
Um, and it, it offers a wind sifter on the mids, which is interesting. Mid conveyor, which is yeah. interesting for a scalper. Um, what else? Punar were there. They launched their jaw and scalper. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see they're branching out from them. Who's, who's their traditional um, trommel shredder market and the crushing speed? I suppose they're very recycling heavy, so it here mm-hmm. makes sense to move into the crushing screening industry. Yep. So it was interesting to see them there. They look good. Um, Cleman had a, had a massive stud. They had the, I suppose, the the John Deere Virgin Group in general had their yeah. massive stand. I was, yeah, I was impressed with Cleman stand. Um, not only the machines there, but the the technology center, which is a lot of great information in it, and uh, even some application sort of stuff they had. Just um, information and that w- w- was great. So and screen media and wear parts and that. So no, I was impressed with Cleman's stand now. Yeah. Um, and an, sorry, sorry, we're going. Another stand I was actually really impressed. It was Complet. Complet had a great stand. They did. They did. Um, Complet, I suppose. Yeah, they had. They had how many? Four new plants. It was yeah. If, uh, yeah, the, the new Trommel Impactor, Jaw, new E Jaw, and Track Sagger. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now it was over with them guys. Very impressive there, now, yeah. Yeah, the bit of pinball too. Was a yeah. pinball we had? <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Or the football? Oh, the what football, you sorry. Uh, what's it called? Foosball. 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 Yeah. Yeah, those guys are they're good guys, good cracks. So I know yeah. we over there. A bit yeah. And, and uh, no, and their stand looked really, really good. It was really well put together, and and credit to the complex guys. Yeah. Um, Keystrike they had a massive stand their stand again looked really good Keystrike was have, impressive they had some unique um, 13 or 13 or something plants they was had it? in there I think I counted them 13 or something they had so it was just a, a lot of a lot of stuff they had yeah, and unique stuff too some yeah, the, the new Wee Shredder they're yeah. um, releasing and then the track power unit correct I because that's the one that can drop on a machine or sit beside it and power it and then obviously it can it can track itself so yeah yeah it's a really interesting concept it's you know it's obviously we, we're all aware of generators to power plants but having a generator that's that's that can track itself is pretty interesting yeah um they had what they had that had the mass the h7e cone the, the, the huge, massive cone huge that large tracked apron feeder as well yeah, yeah, at the show yeah. I was surprised to see something like that there um, and a couple then, of scalpers two or three scalpers did you see the wee the wee tractor the wee Keith track tractor the wee battery tractor yes that's the Italian that's the Italian company isn't it? I'm not sure but um, yeah it was interesting just to see a wee tractor <laughs> on the Keith track stand. it was, was Keith track colours it I was well branded yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we kept no. the windows in it and <laughs> <laughs> it looked well because on their stand their stand was the, I don't know what the name is the Keystrike logo it had that on the side of the stand right I don't you know like the Keystrike is the hammer yes they yes. had that on the side of the the stand okay it was like on the whole side of the stand was that like Keystrike yellow oh, okay, yeah. just it looked pretty cool it was really yeah. yeah it looked just good brand. it did stand out like yeah um, what, what else do we have Mesda were there I suppose like they had two plants here we know they're trying to push out of the, the Chinese market into the wider crossing between in Europe and, and the rest trying to push out of there and make a dent in the wider market yeah they had an interesting machine to the uh, it was a we scalper with a tipping grid feeder mm. on it yeah yeah I did see that I was interesting with the wheels as well yeah. Yeah. yeah so no that was a good stand too it was an interesting uh, machine um, TSAB they were there they had that 700E jaw um Got a shot to Connor too, which is good. Yeah, yeah. 
Good uh, to see um, Mr. Grogan. And they had they had the the the, the electric panels were were purse bags to see through them. So it was actually it was really good to see into the panel. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, what else? The the Japanese Japanese battery powered jaw. Uh, here, forgive me for my pronunciation here. <laughs> Nakayama. The, Nakayama sounds <laughs> sounds good. Sounds <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, it was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, had a good chat with those guys. Myself and Barry had a good chat with them. Um, it was real interesting. Like you know, uh, you don't see any um, real battery powered crushers or screeners. No screeners. Any. I never mean crushers. But for a jaw, yeah. a jaw crusher, four hours run time. Yeah, I think yeah. On one yeah. charge, so um, no, it was really interesting that. Um, was yeah. It, was it a Nissan Leaf engine or a Nissan Leaf battery? Yes, you're right. Thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that one was interesting. Um, Roku, they had an impactor with the removable underpan again, which is interesting. Good access to that. Yeah, yeah. it's good design. Yeah. We don't see many of those. The underpans that can be taken out. So that's yeah. interesting. And then Rock, Rockster with two impactors. So yeah, it's, it's a, it was a really good turnout from the crossing breeding guys, and um, great to see new things out there and what the market's doing. So it is. Yeah. Um, suppose like when you look at that, all them sort of models you named off there, you can see a bit of a trend there still following on from Hillhead with uh, with the impactors. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's interesting that. <laughs> whether the market's moving that way or OEMs are moving that way or maybe one follows the other that there's definitely a bigger push um, for impactors you know ourselves we're impactor heavy McCluskey had impactors Rubblemaster impactors Rockster Roco you could keep naming them um, yep. that the amount of impactors and, and scalpers too so it's interesting that whether people see the German market that way and, and that's to go with Bino with but again as you say Hillhead follows the same trend yeah big time yeah 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 so, so it's really interesting here i know we are real big advocates of the benefit of impactors it is yeah there's a couple of different things probably like you say oems driving it um but the market too definitely the recycling side of things with the impactors and the scalpers uh, uh, would definitely be driving that but um i suppose that the versatility of a scalper exactly yeah. you know it's a, they're they're so versatile and, and they can largely work in, in lots of different applications yeah 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 um and overall I just suppose like the green sustainability was um or the green message was very big a lot of focus on that from all the brands yeah uh, it was yeah. clear to see um Rick a Rick lot Rick of Rick. Yeah. electric battery hydrogen yeah um, it was the buzzword wasn't it green and you know every other sand had an electric machine or some sort of drive you know we named keys track with their their track power unit, as yeah. you say, and you know the big electric cone, Rubblemaster with their new electric scalper, Portafil with their electric scalper, um, the the battery powered jaw. Um, yeah, uh, the battery powered jaw is a big one, but but um, it's I suppose it's an unknown really yet. I don't really know that uh, company or that jaw how well it works, but the big one for me was actually the. Overall, the battery sort of concept has been compact. You've seen it a lot in like compact excavators, compact loaders, skid steers, compact skid steers. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cat had a, th- uh, a Cat three twenty excavator um, with battery power. It was like six hundred volt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it it's very interesting to me because they're really the first ones I sort of seen 
pushing the larger scale you know it, it's sort of in my age has been trial and tested in the compact yeah. side of things but they they um, were the first ones I've seen with that um, and it's going to be interesting now too because Lever had the hydrogen excavator yeah it, it won an award it they won got an innovation award yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the Bama show so there's that whole debate going to come uh, I think which hydrogen or which, battery uh, what's the what's the best way to go forward yeah, yeah. yeah. it'd be yeah. interesting to follow that Cat 320 how well it does because if it's fit to and Cat they're committing to it that there's going to be no change in the user experience between it and the diesel hydraulic same you know tear away or break away power um, that, that the diesel hydraulic um, excavator mm-hmm. had so um, I'm very interested in following that one see how that whole hydrogen battery power goes yeah. So it seems like it, it is the future, if not, it's maybe not right now, but it is the future, but we don't know if it's going to be the battery or the, the hydrogen. The yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It most seem to be the battery at the moment, is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's, I suppose maybe battery power, maybe the the, the on-road markets pass here, I'm, I'm not an expert in batteries, but that might be driving you know, the development of batteries. Um, you mean like car technology? Like car technology then sort of following on to on-road, then to off-road, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and we would then follow, you know, Yellow Iron would tend to go first and decide what they see as future, and then we would, Crush and Sweden Market, would tend to follow on to what Yellow Iron has decided. Here, usually, you know, there's, usually, there's yeah. caveats to that, but they would tend to go first, and then we would follow on. So it's always inter- interesting, as you say, Michael, to to see what Yellow Iron are doing, to see what way they are going, because it it some it may suggest to us what the best route will be yeah. to, to that green power. Yeah. So the the whole electric, the main drive now is electric. You know, electrify everything, so you can take your machine to site, you can run it um, self-contained or you can plug it into mains and that's the massive drive to get um, machines up to, 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 to electric but it's the next step then you know yeah. the battery or the hydrogen I think is the is the future sort of debate yeah okay. and if you suppose if you're on the big quarry and you can get you can get solar panels or you know or wind turbines wind turbines yeah. on yes. the quarry you know you can get free power then or mm-hmm. free but you can get power and largely charge batteries or charge your, your plants from the own renew, from your own renewable sources mm-hmm. on site. Okay, yeah. But it's interesting. I, but again, you know, the sustainable sustainability push is interesting, especially on on our end. You know, obviously, you you're reading down that list, and you see the list and the big push and, and crushing screen. But you know, the market in general isn't moving that fast. You know, mm-hmm. the majority of the market is still diesel diesel hydraulic. Yeah. And it's, it'll be that way for a while, most likely. Um, yeah. But here it's definitely moving. It is. Uh, and there's so much confusion too over hybrid. Or You know, yeah. hybrid can mean different things yeah. to different yeah. manufacturers or even different machines within the same manufacturer. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting um, to see how it goes. But I would love to know if anybody is actually listening knows much about hydrogen. It's something I really want to... To school myself on a wee bit mm-hmm. more and look into, um, but uh, so if anybody knows anything hydrogen, please please contact us. Please let us know. And what else? Did you see the the X zero rock breaker was. Yeah, really cool. I really like that. The, the guys showed us round it. Um, yeah. yeah. So so again, we're looking at the the sort of the green um, side of things with this. The X zero guys have designed a rock breaker that works on a wedge, sort of base okay. mechanism. Um, it, the whole idea is rock breakers used in urban environments 
lot of dust, a lot of noise, vibration. This wedge system, um, there's you drill a hole in the rock and then the the, the wedge goes down and yes. then it Breaks splits the, the rock. Yeah. So Whereas before it would have been like a hammer. Yeah. 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 Okay. So again, noise pollution, dust pollution, vibration. Um, all the rest so it, it was a really neat system it's something I've never seen before mm-hmm. like it, it is the way they used to split rocks back in the day yes. they would have had to you know drill a hole by hand and then put in their wee wedges and pins and, and beat them with hammer but yeah. so um, but it was very very cool um, good walk around the guys gave us on it yeah yeah I, they're great guys they're zero guys great lads they're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're good guys to spend time with yeah yeah um, I suppose on that I the other dealers um, that we met at Bowmouth were, were seen uh, Dainsey, um they were over they were here and, and they were yeah the they were in the factory here actually and then um, uh, we talked to them seen some sites uh, in Ireland here um, so we met them out in Bowmouth again um, what about yourself did you see I'm trying to think who Jamie and I ran into um EWPA from Poland, we met those guys. Um, Blowbacks were there. Um, Bay Christensen too from Denmark. Very good. Spent some time with those guys. It was good. I was talking to Adam McGoy too. Mark Material met him. He was there as well. So we had a good, good turnout, good contingent there. Yeah, yeah from Evoquip. It was great to see. Now it's it's great to meet people there. Because um, it could be a year's time before you get around everybody. You know, this was one of the best things about the shows. Just everybody coming together and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's relatively central to to, to Europe, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it's relatively easy for guys for guys to get there. Yeah. Which is really good. Um, is that does that is that is that ever Bowman? We can't think really. That's a rap and Bowman. Rap and Bowman. Yes, I was wild impressed with it. Now I was yeah. thought it was great. Um, and, and as we say, it, I know we here we've all been at Hellhead. And Hillhead seemed Hillhead was always seemed to be a big show. I think I was at I was at what do you call the one in Paris, Intermat, and to me it was massive. But by much a different lead to that. Mm-hmm. It's just brutal. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Worth, it's worth going just to see the size, even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how many times I got lost. Yeah. Oh, I got lost. I don't know how. Many, oh. <laughs> yeah, you had to check checking the map to see where you were. Oh, I was even getting lost looking at the map. <laughs> um. No, I've thoroughly enjoyed it now. Um, suppose in the podcast thing, well, I actually got to give good feedback on the podcast as well. Again, yeah. it's great. Yeah, it gives yeah. us plenty of confidence actually moving forward with it. Um, I hope that it's not all false confidence they're giving us. That's placed. Yeah. But um, any, there was a couple of questions in. Yep. So we actually did have a listener um, that wrote into. The, the podcast email so if you wanted to get in touch it's uh, evocup.podcast at terex.com um, so Craig wrote in for with the question for you two guys um, his question was can we see your machines being a solution for waste reduction and plastic pollution um, he went on to say that he actually was at Bouma and that he was he was raising didn't get to, to catch up with us before he left yeah. and he listened to the podcast on the way home so. yeah <laughs> Um, I'll, let, I'll let Michael yeah I actually uh, reached out to Craig then and uh, I was talking to him um, yeah Craig was going on about the, the plastic pollution and specifically plastic it was off the back of us discussing the landfill mining and the ocean mining yes. um, last uh, episode and his question was more around the plastic pollution in uh, the oceans specifically mm-hmm. the 
um, Pacific uh, garbage patch, great Pacific garbage patch, uh, and he put me on a complete rabbit hole down YouTube. <laughs> then I was, <laughs> I went off on one looking into this. Yeah, like it was very interesting what's going on there. Um, um, there's, it's not so much you think of garbage patch, this massive one big patch in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. It's, it's sort of split up, but still combined, it's the size of uh, it's three times the size of Texas alone. It's, and it's, it's hard to compute that. It is, yeah. I really have to think about that. It's crazy to say that. Um, and, and the biggest issue really isn't with the the plastic in um, the form it is when it's dumped. It breaks down then um, over time. Now, it's not biodegradable, but it, it breaks down into these microplastics. And that's the biggest uh, issue uh, with, um, you know, um, threat of wildlife. Yeah, um, hasn't, hasn't eaten it, digested yeah, it? Yeah, digested it, not, yeah. more and more about microplastics being found in everywhere, isn't it? It's like, well, th- this is the thing, this is what they're talking about. The fish eat it, and then who eats the fish? Yeah. So, you know, it's, get, it's coming to loss then eventually. But, um, you know, it was really interesting. Yeah, we, we definitely do have a place now. EvoQuip um, solely um, couldn't deal with all of the processing of this um, material that can be collected from the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. But mm-hmm. um, definitely tax as a whole, we, we have a good capability of dealing with all this, whether washing systems, shredders, um, yeah. Zen Robotics. Um, the, the terrace, terrace recycling systems recycling TRS, systems yeah yeah yeah, yeah. pickle stations yeah so it's really cool see there's not many um, companies that are actually looking into this to, to to collect this and clean up the ocean because it's no man's land yeah. nobody actually owns it mm. but there, there is a crowd there um, the ocean clean up you call them and they've got two systems and their first system was called Wilson and their second one's called Jenny two characters out of Tom Hanks movies. <laughs> Wilson washes up on the oh, castaway. Oh, yeah. Castaway, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, they have these systems, and basically they've pulled in all all this garbage, and um, they're recycling it. They turn it into pallets, and then they're, they're made sunglasses out of the pallets. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and they've even got it down to a QR code in each sunglass, mm-hmm. sunglasses, pair of sunglasses. That um, if you scan the QR code, it'll show you where your sunglass, what patch of the ocean your sunglasses came from, oh, okay. the garbage came That's from. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, so it's not just about gathering it; it's trying to find out where the garbage came from. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of how did it get there? Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of tracking and tracing involved. Yeah, so they're more yeah. about it's, it's the clean up, but also the prevention. They're trying to also, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, Craig, uh, thanks for sending me down a massive rabbit hole <laughs> on, on the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. <laughs> but you'd, uh, you'd, you'd have to wait. Oh, <laughs> gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, great question. Um, love it. That's the sort of stuff we want to get into. Um, you know, trying to think of new ideas, new applications, new um, industries and uh, for our machines and how they can be utilised. Um, it's great. Um, yeah, yeah keep, keep them coming. Keep the questions coming. Yeah, please do to send your questions into evilcut.podcast at terex.com um, or get in touch through the website just or, or on our social channels. Yeah. Any way at all, we'll take them. Yeah. Industry news in, in general. Um, next Bioma launched or announced the dates yep 7th to the 13th of april 2025 so it's back in that springtime 
Okay. Uh, slot. Yes. Earlier in the year and this year it was obviously pushed back. See, you're just worried about the weather against it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was scarred standing on that first <laughs> machine. Um, but yep, yeah, 7th to the 13th of April 25, so that's something then to look forward to. It's a bit ways away yet, but uh, yeah. not good that it's, it's penciled in and we have a steady run of shows again. Yeah. Back to normal. Good. Back to normal. Um, suppose one for uh, internally here is Molson bought another power screen dealership in the States yeah power screen of Washington Washington yeah uh, yeah that was really, really interesting and it's I suppose here we we Molson are our UK dealership and, and power screen of Washington are, are our dealer in Washington so it's uh, it, it suits us any thoughts on why they would be <laughs> buying power screen like because they're a Finley like, and Evo Cup um, yeah. I think um, like what's the rationale there like what you know why not just set up a Finley dealership or something yeah, you think instead or, of yeah, yeah um, I, I suppose it's reflective of the strength of the power screen name in the states definitely you know, yeah power screen, uh, power but power California and power screen Washington are two well established dealerships like yeah. you know um, but it's also like you say Andy the brand name is massive power screen brand name in the states is huge mm-hmm. Yeah. And, the, and the dealer network power screen have built in the states is is you know the envy likely of everyone in the industry and oems you know wider you know it's a yeah. really strong dealer network yeah in the states mm-hmm. very which, strong which, brand which like we the, are lucky enough to, to share as well a lot of it yeah. yeah it's like the vacuum and hoover sort of thing you know yes, power screen have that in the states whereas you know you, you would have customers no matter what color or brand a screener is they would call it a power screen yeah okay. you know that's very strong. So no, but it's a very interesting one that there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what else is happening? McCluskey launched that that new jaw, the J four jaw, um, forty eight ton jaw crusher, ten sixty by seven hundred jaw okay. hydrostatic. So that one's interesting. Yeah. Um, a new launch there after all our impactor chat. We've an with there's a wee jaw. Launch. Wee jaw. Like yeah. A wee jaw. A big jaw launch. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he has probably all the interesting news I have at the moment, guys. Yeah, well, this month covered covered right bit there with yeah. the Bauma, all, all them brands also that had their new um, launches at Bauma. So yeah, um, listen, I think that'll wrap us up for today. For podcast number three, yeah, podcast number three. We made it to three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks very much for listening, guys, um, and stay tuned for next episode yeah like and subscribe and all that good stuff like and subscribe and if you have any questions or any topics that you want us to discuss like Craig did um, please email in to the evoquip.podcast at terex.com for the email address alright see you guys again thank you very much thank you bye bye